Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, the uh, watchdog that oversees uh, MPP's finances uh, wants to have a discussion with Patrick Brown. Uh, remember earlier in this week we told you that uh, Randy Hillier, a uh, rather outspoken MPP in the uh, Tory caucus, made some accusations about Brown. Uh, obviously not a fan of the guy from, from the beginning. But uh, he made some accusations about some financial indiscretions. And then there was the story, of course, about uh, the supposed uh, money that, uh, that Brown used for a down payment. He apparently owns a house in Shanty Bay. And uh, some are suggesting that he actually gets income from that, and he hasn't declared that. So I mean, there's all kinds of accusations floating around here. It's just one more thing that Patrick Brown has to deal with uh, in this rather interesting and rather bizarre circumstance that has unfolded over the last couple of weeks. Joining us to talk about this, Richard Brennan, a retired journalist at the Toronto Star, covered Queen's Park for many, many years, of course, and uh, always a welcome guest on the program. How are you this morning, Richard? Hey, you know, just fine. I'd ask you to drive into the station to do this, but I wouldn't want you going on Main Street, so let's just do this on the phone. This is much better this way. Yeah, I can't afford to lose my car. <laughs> you might literally lose it in one of those <laughs> potholes there. Uh, what's going on with this guy? It just this, this Every day, there's a different Patrick Brown to- story, a different twist to this. Well... Just for a total transparency for your listeners, I went into journalism because I can't add. But <laughs> I'll tell you this, something just doesn't add up with this. Uh, things are getting curiouser and curiouser with this guy. We, we, we've got, uh, you know, a man who was, when he was leader, who's making $180,000 a year. And he was able to buy a very nice... Uh, palatial spot on Shanty Bay for three po- or $2.3 million. And the, you know, the integrity commissioner, just put that aside for a moment. The integrity commissioner is saying, well, look at, I hear through the Toronto Star interview that you have, you know, have rented this place out, but you didn't declare the income. And apparently he hasn't declared the income from his part ownership in the bar in Barry either. I, I just none of this adds up. Like how how is this man who basically practiced law for a coffee? You know, the time it would take to have a coffee, be able to afford this home? I I just don't get it. We're talking ninety thousand dollars a year mortgage payments, and 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 I think the uh, taxes on her sixteen thousand five hundred. And as of now, am I, am I just, am I just, you know, being blockheaded here or something is not right? He's, uh, he makes 116,000 now uh, as a, as a back picture. Yeah, a little more, obviously, as as the party leader a while ago, but $90,000 mortgage is ridiculous. For those that don't know, Shanty Bay is a a beautiful little community right on the bay there, just outside of Barrie, just around the bay from Barrie. Uh, And uh, it's... (laughs) I, I've seen the picture of the house there. They're, in the Star article today, they've got a picture posted on the house there. It's, it's palatial. It's it's lovely, and I'm sure it's right by the water. As a lot of the uh, the expensive properties are there. So God bless them if you can afford this. But you, you got to ask yourself, where's the money coming from? And and this is all tied in, Richie, obviously with the story that that uh, came earlier this week about this alleged deal that he supposedly had with this guy that wanted to to be the candidate up in the Brampton area, and we're told that this guy apparently tried to buy, I guess, uh, Brown's interests in, in Hooligan's Restaurant, which is in downtown Barrie, and uh, and some, I guess, Aramaya points or something, to the tune of about 300 and some odd thousand, $350,000, I think it was. And now Brown insists the deal never happened, but a couple of days after this was alleged to have happened, uh, Brown deposited that very same amount of money into his account. 
What's going on here? Well, isn't that just a coincidence? He said it came from family, but it was to the penny, exactly the same amount as, as what was alleged here. Well, this this young fellow is an onion. And every day we're peeling back another layer of it. It, I, I don't know, it's, and I, I hear there was, you know, discontent even in the party about his vetting. That didn't seem to go very well either. You know, people in that vetting session for the party said they really didn't get a chance to grill him. What would, yeah. what have you heard about that? Because there's, there's some discrepancy about that uh, from some of the folks that were supposed to be involved in the process. That the I guess the chair of that committee wasn't even present or, or didn't even sit in on the the question yeah. and answer, and nobody actually got to ask much of the, of Brown at all during that. So, That's so we what are I told now. I mean, it's obviously, you and I weren't sitting in that room, but certainly that's what I'm hearing is that they really didn't get a chance to go over, you know, to, to address some of the issues facing him. The, the, the whole thing is an absolute, utter mess. It, it, couldn't, it couldn't be worse for a party right now that, you know, has fumbled the ball quite a few times since, uh, you know, since 2003, basically. I don't know. I, and and his, his insistence that the best, you know, defense is a good offense, I don't think is going well for Brown. I really don't. There was a period of time, and in all these events, the period of time might have been like three days ago, but I mean, there's so many things happened. It seems like it was a bit longer than that, where I was actually getting the sense that there was some sympathy for him. Uh, not necessarily some against about the sexual allegations, uh, you know, that were going on there, but quite aside from that, they thought, boy, he really got a, a, a bum rap from the party itself, and there was something going on there, and maybe he does uh, deserve some redemption, and maybe things are going to happen. I'm not so sure that that sentiment is is, is prevailing anymore. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know that's disappeared like uh, rain on a hot summer day. I mean, it it just people are starting to look at him taking a very hard look and, you know, and they're looking and say, and they're adding all this stuff up. You know, we're, we're talking, you know, about the allegations. We're talking about his financial worth, or, you know, his income, his, uh, and, and, and just his uh, ability to, to, uh, his, his judgment, I guess, for lack of a better description, his judgment is, is, uh, is certainly being questioned here. I don't know. I, I just think a lot of people think that he is only doing this, and I'm talking to, I just talked to some Tories last night, who think that he, the only reason he's doing this is to destroy the party. Is is that the long-term goal here? I mean, he talked about redemption and try to clear his name. We'll, we'll get into the Caroline Mulroney reaction to that in a minute, but uh, is there are others that think that he was, gee, he's just tossing hand grenades into the caucus now because they they stabbed him in the back. And a lot of people believe that within within the party, absolutely. That he's gone, he knows he's gone, but he may as well, you know, take some people with him. And let's just say, let's just say, for argument's sake, that he wins this leadership. I mean, what is going to happen? I and mean, it's—I uh, don't know. I, you know, is is somebody going to step in and declare the whole thing null and void? I mean, we're getting to the absurd here, absurd. But I. I I really believe that uh, somebody, if he wins, there is something very strange is going to happen. And I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be at all surprised to see, you know, Vic uh, Fidelli or somebody just to declare the whole thing null and void. What's your sense, Richard? I mean, you, you still have a lot of connections down at Queen's Park, and uh, you've got people that will tell you things that wouldn't say anything publicly about some of this stuff. 
Uh, it's pretty clear Vic Fidelli's not a fan of Patrick Brown's. It's pretty clear Randy Hillier's not a fan of Brown's. I'm not so sure about Lisa McLeod. She's one of the other people that seems to have a pretty loud voice within that caucus. But I'm also hearing from some of the people I've talked to that uh, don't discount the fact that this guy still has a lot of support within the party and within that caucus. I don't know if it's enough to actually win the leadership back, but uh, not everybody has turned their back on him. I, I don't. You're right. Not everybody, and rightly so. Everybody's got their, you know, got their uh, supporters. But I don't. I don't think he's going to win. I'm just, you know, throwing that out as an argument. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think I. I cannot see him winning this. I really, I really believe it's Christine Elliott's to lose. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about the reaction to some of the stuff that's gone on here, and I want to get into the the, the Caroline Mulroney uh, uh, statement from yesterday. Uh, and this is when the first part of the story happened. This is before, obviously, the Integrity Commissioner wrote the letter to Patrick Brown. But uh, Mulroney was asked about uh, the the Brown situation, and she was quite upfront about this and candid, and said he should step down. The day after he was uh, given the green light to go ahead and, and, and be a candidate, she says he should drop out for the good of the party and uh, says that he's using this for his own personal purposes, making the very same accusations that you just talked about a couple of minutes ago. Uh, on Let's let's look at it from Mulroney's standpoint, first of all. Good strategy to go head-to-head with this guy? Well, I don't think it's going to hurt her. I, I, I don't see her winning. I think she'd make a tremendous cabinet minister should the uh, conservatives win. But, I, you know, I... I think she's playing her cards, you know, basically how she has to. Cause she, I think in her heart of hearts, she knows that living in the United States for the past 20 years is, is you know, the Michael Ignatia factor, and, and that's and that's not going to serve her well. You know, she may maybe just positioning herself, and and you can't you can't hurt your hurt your uh, attempt by basically siding with others who don't like Brown. Is Brown still a player in this? Or in, and, and forget about the caucus, because, I mean, that's just a small number of people. But we're talking about Conservative Party members, the Tory members in Ontario. Is he still a force? I don't think so. As more more things about him, uh, you know, revelations dribble out here and there, I think he's just he's going to slide even further down the ladder. And I, I believe there's, you know, I, I don't think this is the last we've, we've heard about Mr. Brown and his, uh, you know, his his possible problems. I, I really don't. And we should, by the way, mention, uh, if anybody who's read the story in, in the Toronto Star, uh, and you've been down this road many times, obviously, as you were covering uh, Queen's Park and the people in Queen's Park for many, many years, uh, there's nothing illegal for for, with, to, to, for buying a big house. Uh, that's that's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing illegal about owning uh, shares in in a hotel uh, or a restaurant in downtown Barrie. That's fine. What the integrity commissioner is questioning Brown about is, did you declare all the income that you're making from these properties? And and when there are some financial concerns, I guess in question marks, like how can a guy who's making about one hundred thirty thousand dollars afford a house that's that's worth a, you know this that much money? Uh, over two million bucks. Uh, you, you know he's got the right. The integrity commissioner has the right to question this and basically say, "Show me the books. Show me the money." And uh, there's some questions about that. Uh, what happens to Brown's candidacy for the leadership if he's being investigated by the integrity commissioner? Does that get suspended, or do, are they going on separate tracks? Well, there's there there'll be separate tracks, and uh, I mean, let's face it. Uh, I'll be you know very surprised if we get to the bottom of this before the leadership. But it just it just further taints his his efforts to regain the position he had before, and that was leader of the Progressive Conservatives. It just 
there's just a host of things I think that's standing in his way. Talk to me about about how the others respond to this. I mean, there is another debate coming up in just a couple of days. I assume Brown's going to be part of that. He is one of the contenders, and and uh, he's he's a bona fide you know member of the of the leadership pack right now. At least as of nine forty six in the morning. Who knows what's going to happen by noon today? It seems to change every few hours with the way these things are developing. Uh, do they go after him? Do they bring this up? Uh, is and is it good politics to say okay we're going to pile on uh, Patrick Brown uh, or, or do they simply try to go to the larger target which is obviously to win the leadership? I would just isolate. If I was the other leaders, I wouldn't even. I would you know just basically you know as as previous leaders have, have done you know to people just dismiss him because I I think with all the things that are hanging over his head he can be simply dismissed as as not a real player in this leadership. And I think that's exactly what you'll see with some of these people. They'll, he'll say something and they'll say, well, you know, we've heard from you before and we know what your judgment is and, and that'll be the end of it. So they just, uh, they just totally dismiss him. He's just a, a non-entity as far as they're concerned. Because, yeah. I mean, when you look at the time frame here, and my initial reaction when I read Mulroney's comments yesterday were, uh, I'm not so sure if that's so smart. I mean, there may be a point in this. That uh, that they may need Patrick Brown's uh, support in one way, shape, or form if he drops out of this, because there are people within the party that still want to see this guy as the leader once again, and and if it looks like that's not going to happen, I mean, you know how the politics is played during those leadership races, uh, Richard. I mean, at some point, somebody comes across and knocks on their door and says, "Hey, look at, I need your support." All right, I'll I'll throw that to you. I'll I'll, I'll support you. I don't know if Patrick Brown's going to do that with any of the other three or four you know, the other contenders. I don't think he'll be a factor. Uh, you know, certainly, I, I really, really believe that. Uh, you know, Doug Ford will will back a, you know, uh, you know, will will, you know, he'll go into it hard and he'll, uh, you know, throw his support and behind somebody. And I, I, you know, it's it's. I don't think he'll get enough support even on the first ballot, to even be considered a player. That, that's my opinion. Is this going to be a first ballot victory for somebody? No. I mean, no. I mean, the federal party you know, convention last summer with Andrew Scheer eventually winning, what was that, 17 ballots, something like that, before they finally got to the formula that actually declared a winner? I don't think it's going to go that long. But I'm wondering if we're going to see the, the high drama that we've seen in some of those other events, uh, well, such as the liberal uh, leadership uh, where Kathleen Wynne eventually won. Uh, it looked like Sandra Pupatella was the front runner there until a couple of the players, uh, Souza and Hoskins, and, and I think there was one other, walked across the floor and uh, supported Wynne instead of uh, Pupatello, and that really sealed the deal. Uh, do we see that sort of dynamic here? I mean, I don't get the sense that the, the, the main contenders for this leadership right now get along very well. Oh, and, and you know, uh, Christine Elliott. I, 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 I. That's where my money is, and I think Ford will will drop out. And he might look at the others, but I think there's a real connection there between those two, and he'll support her. I would say the third, you know, third or fourth ballot on, on this. I don't think it's going to go very long. I know, I know that Brown, you know, is a. And I'm going to be. I'm going to. Be, I'm going to be frank. I just think he's. He's a bit of a legend in his own mind. His his support, he's got support, but I think it's a mile wide and an inch deep. And saying you support somebody and actually supporting them and voting for them can be two different things. We've seen oh, absolutely. We've, we've yeah. seen that happen before. 
And the people that actually believe in the party are, are not going to throw gasoline on the fire here. They're going to vote for somebody that they know is, is going to give them a chance to finally get back into power after all these many years. How's that affecting the story like this one in the Star today uh, about uh, the, the Integrity Commission overseeing this? Does, does it resonate with the public? I mean, let's face it. You've got to know that the subtext of this whole thing is that you know the people that are running for the leadership of this party are doing it on the understanding that they will be the premier in waiting. I mean, all the polls seem to indicate that they're going to have a massive victory on June 7th. So it's a matter of who's going to be in that corner office, not uh, whether or not they're going to win. Uh, is is that a foregone conclusion? I mean, are liberals that far down in the polls and Kathleen Wynne that far down in the polls that, that they can count on the fact that, that one will lead to the other? I don't know about a massive win, but I, I think certainly I the wind is in their sails, the, the Tories sail. There's no question about that. But again, their their focus has to be getting back into power. It should not be on, you know, imploding the party i mean that doesn't do them any good and if they you know if they let uh, you know if they subscribe to brown's efforts uh that that's what would happen because there would be so many people within that party that would be so outraged if he for example if he did win the leadership that it, it would just it would cause chaos so their focus is and i believe it is is to you know is to get back in power and that and that should be their only thing that they're concentrating on at the moment. I mean, this is a very short campaign. As I mentioned on my blog today, this is a sprint, not a marathon. And and you can't afford one misstep because that, that could be the difference between victory and defeat. So I would think that every opportunity they get, whether it's during a televised debate, whether it's during a town hall meeting, whatever the case might be, uh, if they're talking about Patrick Brown and not talking about how they're going to win the next election, they're wasting their time. You know, I, I, I think you'll recall, I said from the very beginning, I thought they should have a leadership race because it would give them exposure they wouldn't have had otherwise. And I know, you know, some of this has been pretty negative, but on the other hand, people are talking about the progressive conservatives right now, good, bad, or indifferent, and they weren't even doing that before. So this leadership has been an important, an important you know, process in many ways, and will will result, and I think, in in them finally coming to their senses and picking somebody that will will uh, lead the, lead them into power. Well, we have been surprised almost daily with the the revelations that have come out from the candidates, and now we're told that uh, Caroline Maroney has an announcement to make at eleven o'clock. I don't know if this is going to be a campaign speech or policy or what's going on. Maybe a comment on this. She did yesterday, and uh, we'll certainly see what kind of implications that has. Uh, we'll talk about this next week. I know we will, Richard, because it's going to change. You know it as well as I do. Oh, absolutely, Bill. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Richard Brennan, retired journalist, of course, covered Queen's Park for many years for the Toronto Star. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.